Hello, hello, hello. I'll, I'll, re- I'll repeat my initial uh, uh, greeting, which was, you look handsome today. You look more <laughs> handsome than ever. Wait a minute. Well, I mean. Does that mean I looked bad yeah, before? Yeah, you looked absolutely fucking awful. Like a ghost. That's like right. The, like the yeah, corpse of right. a ghost, which is <laughs> saying something. The corpse of a ghost. <laughs> I'm just kidding. The charred remains. It's like the, uh, it's, have you ever seen that meme that's like the difference between the way women are friends and the difference, and the way men are friends and women are like, um, you know, like you got this girl, you're amazing, like super supportive of each other. And a guy will ask his other friend, he's like, am I ugly? And he's like, I have four, I have three ugly friends and two of them are you. Welcome to Two Shots and a Royalty Check brought to you by Venmo, your money, your move, and liquid death, murder your thirst. Let's get back into it. You know, it. like that kind of shit. You know, it's like we're real dicks to each other. So I'm going to try and change that. give each other some shit, though. A little, a little bit of shit. But I also think it's yeah. important for us to be kind and considerate and loving. Are you surprised this is the stew mode? It's like stew brand. Stew brand. Selfishness and be loving and kind. Stew brand TM. <laughs> it's like. What's on your coffee mug? Uh, it's an owl. Um Look at that! Isn't that? It's I bought this years ago, cause, and I just for some reason like I'm like House Targaryen or some shit like that, and I like have like owls all over my house. I've just decided this is the house sigil. Like we put this on our shields when we go to war, <laughs> and you know that kind of shit. Owls, owls. That's crazy. So do people buy you owl gifts? Uh, no, because uh, I'm smarter Did you than that. Like identified with it. I'm smarter than that because I never tell anybody things that I'm into. Because, yeah, because a second wise. you tell, especially like, I mean, I've got a lovely supportive family. And when I was like 16 or 17 years old, I told them my favorite Disney character was Eeyore because I was 16 and everything's sad when you're 16, kind of. I'm not a kid and I'm not an adult. Jesus I have no Christ. freedom. This is me being 16, you know. My God. Uh, yeah, you're welcome. That's why my voice broke. There's some emo playing in the background. <laughs> there was a lot of emo playing. Actually, 16 years old, I was reading pro- Shel Silverstein and oh, Eeyore. No, no, I was reading Poe, bitch. Come on now. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Um, but, a little darker. A little, Listen to The Cure. Yeah. And this is, and that was pre emo. I was primo. Um, yeah. You know, hey. so you're welcome. And so, like, it was not that. It was just fucking metal or doom metal. I think there was some obituary in there. <laughs> like, okay. that kind of shit. All right. But, you know, I told her, like, Eeyore was my favorite. I made a mistake of saying something about Eeyore being the best Disney character, and all of a sudden, I am awash in a sea of Eeyore goods, you know? <laughs> it's like, everybody's like, oh, you like Eeyore. We finally know what to get him, because... And I was like, great, this is awesome. So I also like 1968 Les Paul Customs. That's right. Yeah, yeah maybe I can break out of that. <laughs> well, it sounds a lot like my childhood, too, like where I told my dad I love Van Halen, and he brought me a lawnmower. <laughs> Get a job. You like Van Halen? Those guys don't a work. A different generation. <laughs> Boy, I sure would like that poster. Yeah. It's $6, Dad. Here's a lawnmower. Go earn that money to buy that poster, son. You're burning daylight, Michael. Um, it's Saturday. <laughs> burning daylight. Speaking of Van Halen, I watched an, an interview from like 1982 with David Lee Roth. Just had like, like, it is just a smile a thon. That guy. I, I, that guy's on something like just fucking mushrooms all the time. You know, he's and this the interviewer is trying to get a like a like a, a an answer out of him, a, a straight answer out of him about how he's in he's he's in fucking amazing shape, right? And they're like, so you must work out. Oh, rock and roll ain't about working out, baby. It's about the zip it do. You know, like and just full <laughs> David Lee Roth. You know, like it's not about rock and roll. It's not about working out. We don't, we don't prepare. We just do, baby. Kind of that kind of shit. Yeah. And it's like, dude is clearly doing three hundred sit ups a day. You know, like there's <laughs> well, no yeah, way they have like a huge jogging routine. You would find out later on, like when Steve Vai joined, um, White like the David Lee Roth. Band, oh shit! Yeah, DLR. Yeah, that he like he he was like, oh, I I thought it was all rock and roll too. Because I was a skinny kid from back east. And yeah. You know, it was no big whoop. Yeah. But, like, he made him get up and jog and run. Yeah. And there were certain things that they had to do, like, health-wise. And he was like, oh, shit. So this is like a corporation. He was like, oh, yeah. He was like, you're going to be doing this for twenty or 30,000 people. I don't want you to run out of yeah, run out of you know, breath and all that. Like, And, like, you got to look great and you got to yeah. sound great and all that. It's funny. He was like, it's sort of changed my mind he's like oh i thought this was all just sort of natural yeah like, no. no man yeah you heard of the if ba- you get a chance the david lee roth like go to his youtube now 
Oh, well, not now. Well, no. But like now-ish. Yeah. And he's doing all these little stories to music. Yeah. And they're like partly from the biography that was written mm-hmm. and partly from like, like I learned, a, I actually was listening to this last weekend. Yeah. Um, there was this whole story where he's talking about Ed's wedding. And he's like, now, I think that most people would understand this, but I'm not sure if everybody knows this, but uh, we all fucking hated Valerie's family. Oh, no. And, <laughs> Shit. And like, I'm like, oh, Jesus, I've never heard that. You know, and then was going into a, like the wedding day and what happened. If you get oh, a chance my. to listen to that, I won't ruin it for you, but it's a thousand things you've never heard about it before. Wow. And he's like just telling the truth about everything wow. about uh, Ed in the 90s with his new wife and how that happened and mm. and the hotel and, I mean, just crazy shit, shit about Wolfie, oh. this fucking kid. Like, there's the, there's a few things that just, you're like, holy shit, he's just giving it all right now. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, and one of the things that I will tell you that I learned <laughs> is that Women in Love was about Eddie dating some woman that became David Lee Ross girlfriend mm-hmm. david Lee ross girlfriend started dating eddie yeah and then they those two girlfriends fell in love and left oh and he's like yeah wow. man like everybody finds that all weird now what did you think women in love was about no <laughs> it was the 70s man yeah and i was like what the fuck i go and i play women in love i'm like i've heard this song hundreds of times yeah. and did not put that together <laughs> wow yeah i wouldn't have put that together either um <laughs> I, so that little nugget blew my mind. I was like, oh, my God, I, I learned something about Van Halen. How yeah. weird. Yeah, a band that we've been listening to for 40 years. You know? And reading, like, and Circus reading. Magazine and Parade. Like, I yeah. learned all, I, you know, whatever they fed you. Yeah, exactly. Parade you know, Magazine. And was I it, think was I it not Parade? A lot of it was Was it Play? Parade Magazine, the other, the other fucking music mag? Yeah, love yeah. Parade. Yeah, okay. I'm just making sure I'm not high because I mean not right now. Well, but you know. uh, speaking of warm up routines Why and the fuck running, would you ask me? I don't know. Okay, go ahead. Um, you're right there, and you're the only person here. Wait, <laughs> is Kelsey in the booth today? No, she is under the weather today. Man, that girl needs to fucking eat a salad because it's the vegetarians. I'm telling you. Yeah, really. Okay. Um, but <laughs> like eat eat some vegetables, get some rubbish in there. In and out. You should go to In and Out as a vegetarian, by the way. Okay, why? And get a double double with, with no, no meat. meat. Yeah, with bacon. What? How the fuck does that work? Uh, the, I guess bacon is her hall pass. Really? Yeah. <laughs> How <laughs> fucked up is that? That's, it was like, why would you just go? Like, here, just here's a bun. Yeah, go eat a bun. Go eat a bun like, with sauce. There's magic sauce on here. <laughs> yeah. um, go get the little sauces from them or yeah. whatever. But no, we'll pay for a full in and out. Oh my goodness! Double double, twelve dollars. Drag it through the garden. <laughs> drag, no meat. Drag it through the garden. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I know some of the secrets too. No, so. it's funny. Um, the uh, I was in the, the grocery store the other day. I have several things that are rolling through my head right now. But we we're talking about right, the sauces. Hit me. Hit me. So go. now the now restaurants are like these. Uh, these brands are smart. Now there is you can get the fucking Arby's sauce. You can get Chick Fil A sauce. You can get a variety of sauces at the store. So you don't, you know, like I love Arby's sauce. I think it's fucking delicious, and the, the horsey red sauce stuff and horsey. Yeah, okay, you, yeah, you can get all of it. And um, and uh, my uh, my kid and I like to go and visit the ketchup aisle. And know so just so we know what kind of neighborhood we're in. If you visit the sauce aisle, you'll know because you're like, oh, this they have they have uh, cranch. You know, which is ketchup and ranch <laughs> smashed together, and they have you know, uh, buffer ranch. Oh, you know? we're in Parker. Yeah. Oh, I know exactly where we are. A bunch of fucking white people out here. You know, um, and it's it's always it's very very funny to go to the store and investigate what's what's in the sauce aisle because you'll know exactly where the fuck you are. Um, but the other thing I was thinking about was, um, have you heard about Carrie Underwood's warm up routine where she warms up on a fucking treadmill running for a show? No. It's like like if you want to get some fucking breath control, try singing while you run. Yeah. I yeah. have tried it. It is really fucking hard. Yeah. It's that is really difficult. I mean, I have a hard enough time. Like I try doing it while doing burpees. It's like <laughs> anyway. <laughs> that's I just think that's really like an interesting like speaking of stamina on stage, you wanna never run out of air? That's why people train at altitude. Yep. 
That's why when we you go to the coast, you get a fairly weird vocal performance out of it. But yeah, yeah. But from a like from a standpoint of you know like yeah, building up your point, your strength to the point where it f- all feels like where it should be. Yeah, and then you know that you can all you can focus on the other stuff about the, sh- about the show, but you have the 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 cardiovascular stamina to yeah. sing two and a half three hours at night because there's so many you've, we've seen so many singers they just they get winded by 45 minutes in i mean the at the guns and roses show at altitude axel probably had about 40 40 minutes of fucking amazing performance and then let's give slash a 15 minute guitar solo because i need to get some oxygen you know and to be and as i said before to be fair that's like every singer at altitude yeah (laughs) except for my uh lord and savior simon fucking lebon suck it that man is god um (laughs) and brandy carlisle at altitude jesus christ you know yeah so but there's again it depends on which show is their previous show to that like some of those managers know how to book, yeah. Like Utah before Denver, yeah, like we're in Utah, like instead of Missouri before Denver. Yeah, get all, get all the oxygen in now, yeah. and at least there's a progression when you come that that yeah. way. You come from the west, uh, yeah, or you or you get you get like a few days acclimated and yeah, that kind of thing. I remember yeah. sitting around a campfire with my friend Morgan Miles. She's I think she just put out a new single. She's doing very well with. But we were sitting around a campfire at a, at a gig drinking bourbon or whiskey or something like that and we were talking about management and she was she was telling me that like when she was talking to potential management that they would ask her what the most important thing for her was and before the question was out she'd go routing what's the most important thing to use a touring <laughs> routing and so because like you know like where you go and how you go it's like if you're in fucking chicago one night and in gulf shores texas the next night that's not a good routing plan <laughs> You know, yeah, it's like, you know, but even things but like I've heard from a lot of managers that like your fan base really drives that, you know, so like yeah. if you if you're trying to penetrate, you know, smaller markets, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to be harder. Yeah. And if you have like pockets. Yeah. You know, like you do really well in the Chicago metro area. Yeah. But you got nothing else out of that. Nothing in Detroit. You got yeah. nothing in northern indiana nothing you know then yeah yeah we're gonna but there's still a way to do it where you don't like have you don't have to travel 24 hours straight yeah like pick (laughs) pick some pick something up in between that is like they're like they'll be fucking ecstatic to have an artist of your level show up in their town you know um i think that that's way overlooked for indie bands too is that indie bands are they constantly are trying to win big markets and that's smart you know like you you know, throw target, throw throw a dart at a big target. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, totally. But like, I I know that like how often like when we were doing spoke touring. So if you don't know what spoke touring is, you have kind of a home base, mm-hmm. and then you just you draw lines. Yep. Out of it like a bicycle spoke, uh-huh. like a tire spoke. Yeah. And then at some point you could connect all those, and then you kind of tour throughout all of them. Yeah. And you basically do like a radius of mm-hmm. like you know. I think ours was like 500 miles at first. Oh, like the Proclaimers. Up to 1,000. So it's like something you can hit, especially out in the West. That way you can hit, you know, six, seven states. Yeah. That sort of thing. But we had a booking agent that would always like give us, you know, weird gigs, but, you know, in between gigs. (laughs) It didn't matter. We didn't care. We were going to win. It Mm -hmm. didn't matter. But like, I really, I, as much as I bitched about it at the time, and I don't think I did, but I mean, I think, you know, on the night you bitch a little bit, you're like, yeah, of course. Okay. Last night was like a hard rock and we, we we had a huge show and fans showed up from everywhere and it was a city and we had a party afterward Mm -hmm. and all that. And then tonight we're playing what looks like an auto garage (laughs) and there's, you know, 50 or hundred people here they all love it yeah but yeah. it is 50 or 100 people and we still had to unload everything you still gotta do it yeah. all yeah you, you still know but but i mean that paid off yeah it's it's hard in the beginning yeah but it, it pays off and i think a lot of indie bands like sort of they overlook that they overlook like oh that's part of it that's yeah. part of like sort of you know cutting your teeth on the road is those gigs because the other thing that you do is that you learn so much together as a band oh yeah about like all right, who's going to be the prima donna? It was definitely me. <laughs> yeah. I was absolutely the donna here. Go and on, shake also, it off. You know, like you also know you you know you've got to play it a little different depending on the crowd. And, yeah, you know you how how well can you change up your set list and 
you know, improvise a little bit on certain parts. And, yeah. You know, is it more of a bluesy crowd? Is it more dancing or whatever? Whatever you can do to make that a better gig. <laughs> There's been so many. Like, I remember playing South Dakota, and, of course, we get the request for Freebird. And, you know, sure. all the guitar players know Freebird. Um the uh, singer does not know Freebird. This is the this is the time the the dark times before the empire, um, before iPads. <laughs> so we're trying to f- remember the lyrics to Freebird while standing in the middle of this venue in South Dakota. You know, on a on a set break, seven Jaegers in. You know, <laughs> it's yeah, not going difficult. well. And so, at, so by the end of it, uh, it devolved into a prog metal jam with uh, our singer <laughs> flouncing around the stage with his shirt open, Jack Black style, screaming, "I'm a bird! I'm 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 a bird!" And uh, we still got tipped like <laughs> fifteen hundred bucks for doing it. But you know, yeah, like tip for the effort, you got to they they tried so hard. But the uh, the the it's like Dave Chappelle. You don't pay me to come here and be funny. You pay me to come here and try. try. <laughs> That's if funny. it's not funny. You're not getting your fucking money back. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, we're that the idea of like the 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 um, did you call it the spoke tour? We just would do like little loops, you know, like kind of like that kind of thing, create a wheel. But it's a lot easier to do that in Denver because Denver's seven hours from anywhere. So, like, for any major, you know, market, you can hit small towns here and there no matter what direction you go. But it was like we learned that pretty fucking quick because we were yeah. we, we're not driving an entire day to get to the next gig and not have something, you know. Right. Um, so, you know, you learn like, OK, if I if I go through McCook, Nebraska. Oh, love me McCook. And, you know, like I know that I can play. We can By the way, pick up dude, some gas money. Dude, I got to stop you there. Okay, McCook, Nebraska. Dude, and we're not going to talk about it anymore. Don't say anything. <laughs> this is just between you and me. You ready? You and me and these thousands of people that are listening to this. God damn it, the tapestry. Oh, the tapestry. Shit, shit, shit. And we'll talk about it later. Oh, but shit. But that has so much relevance to what you just talked about. Oh, McCook, Nebraska. Okay. Yeah. But yet, like, okay, go ahead. Yeah. yeah that, was the, that was the way we would, we would tour is we, we would go, okay, we'd go out and we'd play, we'd find a bar to play, right? And we'd go yeah. in and we'd fucking spam the shit out of the town with our, our merch and our, you know, stickers and our songs. We'd visit college radio stations. You do the whole thing. You know, you take a day in the town, go spend the day fucking around and finding out. And then, you know, play a bar that night that probably wasn't paying you great for the first time in the town, but you were looking to go ahead and place a, you know, like a pin in the map. Okay, this is a place we can go. People responded really well to this. Keep in touch with everybody as we're going along and then go back and do it, you know, six weeks later, you know, right. to try and increase that radius on your on your spoke, you know? Oh, um, yeah. Well, and then, you, I mean, then you tie it to Carney and... Mm-hmm. Carney, Island, God, and then I you come to... back. Then you go down through Kansas, and you come back through Lawrence and Manhattan, yeah. and I still have some really hit great that friends bar in, in Hayes. Oh, Hayes! <laughs> and so then make many to run back to Denver. <laughs> yeah, like and that's and that was you know. See now I got two spokes. Yeah, exactly, and I you got can one connect eighth them. of a tire. <laughs> yeah, one eighth of a tire. There's so many like, but that was the thing is we loved that in our twenties and early thirties. Like I loved. Yeah touring like it was my favorite thing in the world i mean i come back fucking broke as a joke but i we had a we had a fan base and we had and and the thing that happened was is after you know six five or six that wasn't even that long it's probably two or three years of doing that you start notice you start getting a return on that but you have to invest time in that if you oh, want yeah. to grassroots it now i mean it's a it's a little different because you know you can actually get to your marketplace before you arrive in your marketplace with the you know the digital distribution hubs such as uh spotify and that kind of stuff you can actually work you can actually target those locations with your marketing too like i want to you know and so you can actually you can actually make a dent before you get there you just have to remember that you're not the only one trying yeah, the other thing I find about all those little small gigs that people overlook, and by the way, it's the same way. This is the same way in New Jersey yeah. or Rhode Island or South Carolina. Like, there's a bunch of little pockets that you can hit. Yeah. If you do them right, if you do them right, you sometimes have the best, like, the absolute best green room and overnight facilities that you would yeah. get anywhere. Yeah. You know, other places you're playing like a big gig somewhere and you're still staying at a motel six or, yeah. you know, renting out five rooms somewhere or best Western or whatever on the road. Mm-hmm. But like these places, they have like 
housing yeah. and like someone that makes food for you yeah. and people that go get drinks yeah. for you. Like it can turn into like, oh my God, like a little I would home come away here from and home. play this for a lot cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, that's, yeah. that's a very good point because the experience also matters in that moment. It's like, yeah. They're it so might... excited to see yeah, you. You're coming exactly. through. Like, cause that doesn't, that probably doesn't happen often. And if you can Not bring as much as a major city, yeah. yeah, you can, if you can bring great entertainment to a small town, you are, you are fucking in on gold because you know, you've got a really loyal fan base and you know, people leave small towns occasionally and they will take that love of your music with them. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you uh, here's can have a, a band here's a pro tip for you. Pro tip. If you can in a small town, Find out who's having a bachelorette party. Have them come through. Yeah. If there isn't a bachelorette party, find some women and make them fake one. <laughs> and All come right. through your bar. Okay. Like rolling heavy with dildos in their cups. <laughs> and she's got like a crown on I always on her roll head. with a dildo in my cup. What are you talking about? Heavy, though. You know what a I mean? A heavy More dildo? More than usual. Okay. Yes. More than usual. Dense. Yeah, uh, nothing <laughs> lights a bar up more than a bachelorette party. Yeah, and like, oh my god, you can, and then the, and the owners like because the mm. guys will buy them drinks. Oh yeah, they love all the other people. Yeah. Oh yeah, loving that yeah. shit. Managers and the owners are like, oh my god, this is the best band in the world. Just play one song they want. Doesn't yeah. really matter. Yeah, <laughs> I did a That's gig. A pro tip. I did a gig a couple of weeks ago where somebody requested Shania Twain. Man, I feel like a woman. And there's no women in my trio. I'm hoping to change that at some point in time, but it won't be a trio anymore. Oh, oh you're, but, you're um, going through the change? I'm go- going through changes. <laughs> um, no, it's like... <laughs> I support you on your journey. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate that. No, it's... Uh, it's <laughs> it, I will make it a quartet at that point oh, you, in time. Oh, I see. So, oh, add someone. Uh, yeah, thank I you. thought you were talking about making a change to yeah. the trio. Oh, no. <laughs> but I just... I just uh, well... Um, no, never mind. Um, so somebody requested, yeah, yeah. you know, Shania Twain, and of course I had to sing. Leave it out. I'm going out tonight. I'm feeling all right. I did sing it. I was like, "Let's go, girls." You know, like I did it fucking two octaves low because yeah, yeah. You know, I think I, you know our, our buddy Scott did that once in front of me, and I you know thought that was the greatest thing ever. So I'm totally stealing his idea, but um, you know, uh, did you do it with the country twang? Of course I did. Best thing about being <laughs> You sound like you're like 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 I don't know, like tearing down bumpkin-ish. tearing down brush, wearing your overalls, one strap undone, titty hanging out, like best singing thing to about, himself. Singing to himself a, singing weed out his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> like, to have a little fun. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yep. I love this guy. Can we write us can we write us like a book or a movie about this guy? Because I want to know him. He's the other guy in Footloose. <laughs> He's the pen. <laughs> oh, can we like let's let's start what was his a, name? like a something pen? Uh, well, he was a pen, right? I think so. Sean Penn's brother. Let's start a like a a, a a fan fiction site of tangential character stories <laughs> from our favorite. You know, like you got the central hub, but there's a guy on the outside that we never see. I love the guy the ex- on the outside that lived the entire experience with them. You're yes. welcome, America. Yeah, Chris the, Penn, by the way, for all those people oh, screaming Chris on the Penn. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two, two people screaming. Two people screaming. It's Chris, Chris Penn, Penn, you dumbass. God, you guys never get anything right. That's okay. This is all. Okay. This is all based. We're digging in, deep. We are digging deep. Um, but yeah, like the. Uh, I love the idea of singing something that isn't meant for me. You know, and oh, that, yeah. you know, it's like that's what we we were talking about. You know. Um, cover songs for um, artists uh, a, a couple of months ago and like the, how you can really go against the grain like ladies sing a song written for a man gentlemen sing a song written for a lady like and and you know play with it and put it in your way and make it you know orchestrate it in a unique fashion and you can really have some fun with stuff rather than you know like i gotta sing a guy's song yeah don't like why? Who cares? Why? Who cares? Like seriously. Don't even change the Learn pronouns. Learn this lesson Just early, fucking, gentlemen. Yeah. yeah, you'll get the guys if you play for the chicks. Like, like seriously, what are yeah. you doing? <laughs> you know, I just want all the guys to love my music. They'll come around. Yeah, uh, yeah. What are you doing? We know biologically speaking what the men are thinking about most of the time. So if you can, if you can absolutely bring <laughs> the thing that they are looking for. Which is a little bit of courage and a little bit of sex, you know? 
Yeah, and especially singers, you know this. Like any, you could be a great singer, mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. ever the dudes in the room. Mm-hmm. If you sing to a dude in the room, it, like no matter yeah. what the song is. Mm-hmm. You know, you could sing Metallica or whatever, but if you sing really well, it makes them uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> like my brother fucking hated me singing around him. Yeah. And he's like, I mean, you're really good, but like, I, I don't know why. I don't know why. I just don't. It feel I feels weird. I'm I like, wonder okay, if it's a, a, I'm a, affecting you. It's a challenge in the uh, in the caveman centers. You know, it's like, oh, this guy can his 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 mating call is much better than mine. <laughs> Probably. But I'd sing like Dio around him or whatever, and yeah, he'd but, still be like, uh, I don't know, man, I don't know. Dio he'd just be is like weird about it. Dio is different. <laughs> it's like, um, you know, like uh, you'll I, rush ship without a storm. You know, uh, perfect. You know, like full on Jack Black that shit. But um, I did a show, like a, a metal show in December. Was it December? Yeah. Um, and I remember, so I'm up there and I'm playing some fucking loud ass guitar, and it still is like that. You know. Yeah. Um, like I'm, I'm playing and I'm just, you know, I got my head and I make eye contact with a dude and he immediately avoids cause I am literally <laughs> like roaring at him in that moment. And you know, I don't know. I, I'm not He's like, like, I'm tingling. I don't yeah. know how I feel about I this. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I don't, I don't know if I, I'm not, I'm not a, in any way, shape or form. And I use the term alpha, uh, in, uh, in a jovial manner cause it's bullshit Good. all of it because it's been disproven yeah, yeah. absolutely from disproven. the guy who wrote it from the guy who wrote it yeah um by the uh, way watch pablo torre finds out yes. uh, uh alpha go ahead and search that if you would like to find out why alpha male is completely fucking disproven yeah actually actually the guy that did the study about it yeah alpha male's disproven but alpha is is actually kind of proven but what it is is that a, a a true alpha leader is the exact opposite of what you think an alpha mm-hmm. is. Yeah, they're intuitive, they're welcoming, they make everyone yes. feel like getting a win. Yeah, they support people. They take know. all the responsibility and none of the credit. Yep, mm-hmm. um, and, amazing I, the things you can get done if you don't care who gets the credit. I I agree. Um, everyone was, knows Lincoln said that. Yeah. Nope. 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 No, that's it not was, who it was. was. Not, it was not. It was not Lincoln. It was uh, Sebastian FDR. Bach. Sebastian, yep, Bach. Right. Sebastian Bach, Sebastian mm-hmm. Bach, uh, Roosevelt, Aristotle, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Aristotle, <I'm> Onassis. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, um, we're just like rambling now. Um, but the, yeah, so like I, I when I go see a band, um, I am I am very conscious of my body language to the musicians because I don't want to be that fucking guitar dick in the back of the room with his arms crossed, looking like he's judging. I want to be there to support them, even if they're fucking having a hard night, right? I want to send them, you know, good mojo, right? Oh, man. I'm about, I'm halfway in between there. Yeah. Because, you're not like, the like, if you're giving me an effort, I yeah. will totally be up front. Yeah. Even if you, like, even if you suck, but you're you're trying your ass off. This is the best like that yeah. you're giving me. Like and I will I'll be all in. I yeah. will praise you. Yeah. But if I can tell you're better and you're mailing it in, <laughs> oh, yeah. I start I start walking. That's them back, different though. That's an energy my thing. Beer, one arm up around my my chest. Mm, I don't know about this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's but that's different. That person is putting out an apathetic bullshit attitude. And I don't, I don't, I don't want to Especially go see Especially if they're talented. Like if you can yeah. hear it in them, you yeah. know, and you can hear, you're like, I know that you're better than this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was, uh, I, I remember like, it was probably my, I was 20. I don't remember when the fuck No More Tears came out. The Ozzy Osbourne record. I remember absolutely loving the Mama I'm Coming Home solo because, mm. you know, I, I'm a huge Zach Wilde fan and, you know, from, you know. No rest for the wicked on, you know, like through like, I think osmosis. I can't remember the last one. He was on, he was on one of the last couple or maybe on both of the last two Aussie records. But I remember hearing that solo and going like that solo is relatively easy to play, right? It's a pretty easy solo to play. But if you listen to the way he plays it, yeah. he plays it like a guy that could fucking rip your head off. But he is yes. choosing in that moment to be just this laid back Southern guy fucking king you know like like southern guitar king and it's just like i i that's the kind of thing i'm looking for in a player it's like i don't give a fuck if you can shred circles around me play like you fucking mean it please 
I always love like as sort of a buff dude that like you know I always love Zach Wild because it's like mm-hmm. oh yeah you can play guitar with muscles mm-hmm. oh yeah you know and with big hands you can do that <laughs> he's got big you know hands. like that last note on the No More Tears yeah yeah uh, or on is it on No More Tears or is it yeah no that's the, what it is. yeah that, the big high band yeah yeah that like just slaps you in the face oh yeah yeah like, um, yeah I was somebody asked me ninety one. Ninety-one, God. So I, I wasn't even in the United States when that came out. Um, I'm a foreigner. I was. Uh, somebody asked me like what my favorite guitar tone was a couple months ago, and it's been the same answer since uh, probably 1993, and that is the listen to the first note of the "Don't Look Back" solo from Boston. That is my favorite guitar tone of all time. Wow. Okay. The, the way Tom? that he, I think it's Tom that comes in on that one. Yeah, it is just, it is, no, no, it's, that it's, one? no, the, uh, the right when the solo, they do the, da, 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 bah, bah, the first note of the, the, the riff. It's like the biggest thing you will, that's what she said, that you will ever hear. And I mean, you know, Brian May is my favorite guitar player. Mm-hmm, Number mm-hmm. two is Prophet Song by Queen. Okay. But All that, right. n- that note on its own. Again, playing like you mean it, and fuck yeah. Yeah, that's gorgeous. I love that. And I love Zach. Oh, yeah. Muscles. And, and uh, just uh, no more tours, no more tears. Yeah. Did you Ozzy go see? Ozzy's trying to tour again. No, no. Well, you know, if it makes him happy, I don't, I'm, fuck yeah. There's, yeah, here he goes again with his happy <laughs> time. Uh, I love, did you see Zach Sabbath when they came through? Zach Wilde's no. Black Sabbath tribute? Um, I think the Native Howl opened for them, too, and I really wish I'd gone. I think some friends of ours, I think Allie and Kate from the Blackouts, went and, uh, you know, stared directly up Zach's kilt all night long, you know. (laughs) Um, But, oh, fuck yeah. That guy's just a dude. Yeah. I mean, and doing the Pantera thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, I heard so many people give, you know, bad feedback from that because of Dimebag. Yeah. And it's like, Diamond Vinny being on. someone who could do it. Yeah. Wasn't um, is it Charlie Benanti from Anthrax playing the drums on it? Who's playing drums for Pantera on the mm, touring right now? I don't know. But they picked the right fucking guys to do yeah. it. And yeah. uh, uh, drummer twenty twenty three. Uh, let's see, Charlie Benanti. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, they picked the right I'm fucking the guys to play. It. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but I also understand, you know, yeah, being a little, you know, like ah, oh, it's not Pantera. I was fortunate enough; that I got to see Pantera many times. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they were they were something to behold as a as a metal band goes, um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I don't. I got to see them on a uh, really drunken, crazy <laughs> road trip. Fantastic. In early '90s, this is during, I think it was Cemetery Gates time. Cowboys Ooh, from Hell. Cowboys from Hell. Yeah. And um, I saw. I think it was called Backstage. It was like their home bar in Houston. Oh wow. And and it was, it was like they were still, you know, they're blowing up. They had radio yeah. everywhere. Yeah. But like they weren't, they were nowhere near like a Metallica or you know all yeah. those kind of things that were out. But I and I was just blown away. Yeah. I was like the crowd and all that. But even at that time, there was a little bit of that white nationalist shit in the crowd uh, for Phil. Fuck. You know, and like yeah. it was, and I was like, oh, don't like this. But I mean, it was yeah. kind of Texas. And yeah, you know, yeah. it was like, well, that's going to happen. It was like, wow, everybody's hair's cut really short here, <laughs> except, for, except for a few of us. Yeah. <laughs> Guitar player, the drummer, and me. Um, yeah. And I, you- it was just, I'm, gl- I'm you know, I, I talked about this to a friend years after this. Yeah. And he was like, well, and he was sober at that point. He was like, see, don't you wish that you would have seen that? Not as drunk, not on so much Jaeger and everything else. And I was like, absolutely not. That was like part of the experience. That was yeah. part of the memory of it is yeah. a little blurry. It looks mm-hmm. in my head. It looks a lot like the video. Yeah, me remembering yeah. that concert. Mm-hmm. Like it was just very chaotic and bright. Yeah, <laughs> a little, a little blurry. Yeah, <laughs> and I tell like, I mean, that's a. There are some things that it is like the best experience uh, to have in those moments is to have a little bit of alteration on it. 
you know, yeah. and you remember, you remember it joyfully. But there are, I will admit, like there have been a few things lately that I've been um, experiencing that have been very grateful that I am. So I'm not, I'm not sober, but I was sober for those moments. And uh, musically speaking and uh, personally speaking, like, you know, hanging out with people and having a great yeah. experience and not being like blotto drunk. I mean, it was, yeah. you know, my birthday last weekend and I went to a concert on Saturday night and I had a couple of beverages, but kept it, you know, I've been trying to keep an eye on that shit because it can get a little wackadoo sometimes. <laughs> and then your car ends up, leave you leave it somewhere and Uber home and then it's another 40 minutes the next day to go fucking find it, you know? Um, I, I, I just kind of over that experience a little bit, but this concert was a band called Big Richard. Have you ever heard of that? Have you heard of them? No. Bluegrass Quartet. A um, couple of uh, people from Denver, a couple of people that uh, I'm acquainted with and have played shows with um, in the bands. And uh, four ladies, um, absolutely fucking magnificent. And uh, they played, they were at the Ogden Theater on Saturday night. And uh, incredible songs, absolutely amazing singers. Uh, they're doing Telluride uh, this summer. Um, the uh, the Bluegrass Festival. I can't Very remember nice. what, what they're... What they're position is but they are absolutely fucking magnificent and i am very happy that i was for the most part you know unaltered i mean as i said i had a couple of drinks it was my birthday i knew one of the security guys he gave me a couple of drink tickets and so i was standing at the bar talking to him during a song and all of a sudden they start playing the intro to pink floyd's time on ah, up there very on nice this, you know and it was and there's a bluegrass version of it um but it wasn't a bluegrass version they basically took the the album, the kind of the half tempo kind of vibe and did all of that stuff, um, just with bluegrass instruments. And it was fucking incredible. It was amazing. Yeah. It was so good. And it's kind of nice that you could like sort of focus in on it mm -hmm. without being more blotto. Yeah. Yeah. So that's something I'm like, some I'm, for as much as we talk about it, I'm clearly usually the soberest one. Yeah. Out yeah. When we're out and about usually and I'm I'm that guy. <laughs> yeah. Which is fine. I just don't like being drunk in public. Yeah. You know, like there's not a Punk and Drublick. Yeah. It's just not that you know, it's, it's you threw me in public. Yeah. Um it's it's just not that not that fun. Yeah. Well, I mean the other part is is me. we've yeah, it's 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 been uh done uh, it. Been a while. I did both of them at once. Um Yeah, you did. Uh, but we've already done that. I've already done that. Yeah. I've already had that experience. I, yeah. I, I'm 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 interested in new experiences right now, and I uh, I love a glass of uh, of my favorite beverages. But I'm not. It's not the same thing that it used to be. Like you remember, like the days when it was like I need three shots or or Ozzy won't go on stage that night. Yeah, just and get just, going. Yeah, yeah. It just, it's like it's not the same experience I want to have as a, as a performer anymore. I want to have, I don't want to have that barrier between me and the people I'm trying to connect with anymore. The experience wants to be different now for me. Yeah. Yeah. Again, well, back to running before you go on stage. I know. I know. There's a bunch of people listening to this like, Oh Jesus Christ, you guys are boring. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's right. Boring, yeah. boring, boring. <laughs> but it's but at the end of the day, like, why am I, I, why am I performing? It's not just because my ego needs to get fluffed and my dick gets hard because uh, people like me. It's not about that. It's about yes. There's a there's a connection. There's an energy transfer going on here, and I want to experience that. Now, if there's a couple of mushrooms involved in, in that experience, hell, that's a different connection. That's and, right. That's right. Anyway. All right. Well, let's get to a little music business question. Okay. I guess that was all music. Doesn't that really was matter. all music. That's great. Yeah. What the God. hell's wrong with us? Kelsey's going to be so happy. She's going to have, she's like, I, like, she just needs to not show up and we'll it's actually talk like about shit. It's better when you're not here, Kelsey. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I would, I would never say that. We should do your question. Okay. Yeah. Um, you had, you had I did uh, have a, a question. question from the peanut gallery that you. Um, yeah, I was, uh, I was talking to a friend of mine in, in Tennessee yesterday, uh, a, a, a fantastic songwriter friend of mine named Corey Lee. And his question was, can you tell me exactly what royalties that a distributor like DistroKid pays? And yes. I thought that was a really great question because I, I think it gets a little confusing what a distributor does and what a PRO does and what song trust is about and what sound exchange is about and what, you know, like all of that kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah. 
Okay, so um, do you want to answer it, or do you want me to? No, I want you to answer it because oh, okay, I, sure. I I gave them I gave him my answer, but I'm this is my research phase, but I have an idea. Uh, but okay. you know, like let's you go you go deeper on this shit than I do often. <laughs> you answer first, and we'll see if you're right. Yeah, that's no, pretty that's, much. That, yeah. that I am not going like, to be right. We're gonna we're answer make Michael answer first. See if he's right. Um, <laughs> Distro Kid, uh, Symphony. Uh, CD Baby, things like that. But I'll just stick with DistroKid. And by the way, we'll put like a DistroKid link in. I think it'll give you 15% off. It's yeah. the distributor I choose to use for all my label projects mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, Me too. Mostly because I think you can do more releases uh, for cheaper. They don't take a piece of every yeah. release. You can do unlimited releasing at a certain level. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll we'll leave that link in in the YouTube thing and yeah. on our on our webpage when we do this. So um, it, it's real quick. Basically, a distributor pays you for sales. Yeah, and sales only come in the recorded version form. So mm-hmm. as everybody knows, there's two sides of of music. There's the recording, the sound recording side, and the composition side. Mm-hmm. So um, when you're dealing with DistroKid, all you're dealing with is the sound recording side, and um, the royalty is called reproduction. Mm-hmm. So it's a reproduction right, um, and basically that used to mean, like where it comes from, is every record that's printed. Yeah. Right? And so that's how streams are sort of done now, and that's a certain amount is a certain amount of sales. And so it's still called a sale when there's a stream. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not called a sale until you have a certain amount of streams, but, but basically that's what it is. So you get paid reproduction royalties. Yeah. Um, and that is only on the sound composition. So who gets paid that is basically whoever the rights holder is of the sound recording. That would be the label. If you're an independent artist that paid for your own recording, then you own that. Um, you should set up your own little fake label, but yes, that is what it is. Now, secondarily, they also pay for iTunes downloads, mm-hmm. um, and they pay a hundred percent of all the money that they get in mm-hmm. from, say, Spotify on the reproduction rights, on the reproduction royalties, as well as a hundred percent of the money they get from iTunes on, say, a download. That is also minus the thirty percent that Apple keeps. Yeah. So they make their money elsewhere, minus bank fees, I think, as they put that little term in there, minus bank fees and little transaction things or whatever. But like when I get my royalty statements, it's basically that's when you see people trying to figure out how much they make per stream when they're trying to reverse engineer it. That's what they're doing. They're taking their sales numbers from their distributor and going, I got paid this much for this many streams, which equals point zero zero three five or whatever for whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Um, And so those are the only royalties that distro kid basically takes. However, distro kid also collects on YouTube Mm -hmm. streams, but it's it's in a different way. So that's a different royalty. It's a different thing that they're doing. But basically, mostly it is reproduction royalties. That's what it's called. Isn't the, uh, the there's a there's a special button you have to click to have them collect your YouTube royalties, right? Yes, and they use you can use a third party, and mm-hmm. like I use I use two different third parties to do my collection, which of course they keep ten to fifteen percent or whatever yeah. that thing is, mm-hmm. um, which is fine and. That is not a one-to-one thing. It depends on whether it's a premium user watching a auto-generated video of the yeah. music that was released on YouTube. It mm-hmm. depends on whether it's an official music video. It depends on whether it's user-generated. Mm-hmm. It's also different if it's on the site that's called YouTube Music, yeah. <laughs> which, which is still nefarious as hell to people who don't <laughs> really understand like why that is. Yeah. Um, but like, so these, those things are different. So... Yeah, so that's that's basically how it works. Um, on the other rights, I mean, I can rip them off for you really quick. There's, you know, on the other side, you have mechanical rights, which is basically yeah. on the publishing side, on the composition. Mm-hmm. And then you have, and so they're mechanical licensing. You have MLC is the one that takes those that Spotify pays into. And yeah. there's also performing rights, the performance rights, which is another royalty that that is where your ASCAP, BMI, SOCAN, CSAC, that kind of stuff works, yeah. Fantastic. Um, and a- performing and performance rights also gets paid out on the sound recording side, mm-hmm. but that also goes to a PRO. Yes. 
So um, what DistroKid basically takes is the reproduction rights, and they pay you on sales. So think about it like a record store. Mm-hmm. Every time your album would sell, you get you know your money. Fantastic. Yeah, that's that go. is pretty much what I said. Not I. I didn't know all the well, stuff about repro- reproduction stuff, but I did say it was you know who owns the recording. That's the person that should get paid for from, from their DistroKid. Is, you know, yeah, and, and just to be clear, rights holders are like, and I say this constantly, I swear to God, I have to say it to people who are in record companies <laughs> that Spotify does not pay artists. Oh, that's got to be tiring. Spotify pays rights holders mm-hmm. and rights organizations. Yes. Those are the only two things that Spotify pays. Mm-hmm. Um, now, because we have a distributor, you have, when you click a button, say you upload shit to DistroKid, you don't know this, yeah. but when you click a button, you're basically allowing them to take that money on your behalf and then put it into your account. Yeah. Um, otherwise, if you had a direct deal with Spotify, they would be paying you directly. Um, and, and when I say Spotify, Spotify, Apple, Deezer, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. It's fun to say Deezer, even though they don't matter at all. <laughs> Sorry, no, that's, that's funny. Rude. Uh, no, it's it's uh, it's fair because I mean, and that's that's the, the the truth is the two big ones are Spotify and Apple Music. And if you're you know like as much as you may want to go with Title and Deezer, which pay a better streaming rate, the your customers aren't there. No, they're not. And also yeah. Amazon. Yeah, Amazon is they're taking a huge. You know, it, <clears throat> this is all part of the same. Um, <laughs> It's all part of the same bullshit technological inshitification of the systems. Inshitification? Like, yes, that's a Cory Doctorow <laughs> I um, love it. saying. Yeah. But yeah. it's basically as every platform grows, it becomes shittier and shittier. Yeah. Because they have to do things to maintain corporate gl- growth. Yeah. Quarterly growth. Mm-hmm. And w- what comes with that is a bunch of tricks. Like, okay, we're going to have, we're going to have, um, you know, audio assistants. Yeah. So Siri or... You know, or the or the Amazon one where you you got to say something to it. Alexa, hey Alexa, play my song from whatever. And the idea there is that that's always like incorporated into that back platform. Mm-hmm. So when you are using Alexa and you say, "Hey Alexa, play the new Stu Miller song," it's gonna play it from the Amazon catalog. Okay, gotcha. Um, and you should be signed up for that for Prime Music or whatever. Mm-hmm. And if you do it from Siri, it's automatically gonna play it from Apple Music. Yep. Um, the, uh, now you can do it. You can change it. You can tell it like, what to hey, play Siri, it from. Play, play Stu Miller yeah. on Spotify. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but boy, it doesn't like it. It takes no. a little bit longer as you might notice. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't know. I noticed that more in the, in the car cause I've got, uh, in my, um, sweet Korean whip, I've got, um, uh, Apple CarPlay. And so, you know, like you can, you can, I can actually, Hey Siri, the car, you know, and have her, Oh shit. Just fucking set off my Hey Siri on everything. Um, <laughs> sorry uh, to everyone listening. Sorry to, to everyone podcast. with Hey Siri. <laughs> yeah, they're like um, I, one of the funniest things was uh, Hey Siri, wh- pay two shots and a royalty check <laughs> on Spotify. Oh, <laughs> uh, and it's gonna take an hour to find that. Um, no, uh, yeah. it's uh, uh, it's gonna play the, you that fucking rapper two shots. <laughs> yeah, excellent. Fuck yeah. Uh, I was in the car the other day, so I can I can do that in the car. I can tell it to which app to play it from. But I was in the car the other day, and I'm driving home with my kid, and our voices are very similar now because he's, you know, a teenager, and his voice has kind of dropped down into the... And he totally activated uh, my my phone, my Hey Siri, and uh, played some god-off... I'm going to fucking turn this thing off because it just did it again. Um, he, he activated... So he played some god-awful, terrible, like, you know... Um, distorted, sped up song that, you know, like the teenagers are like we were talking about, like just, it was like, oh no. And then he played the Better Call Saul theme. Yeah, (laughs) fucking up my algorithm. But uh, yeah, like the, uh, the, I, I didn't know that about Amazon music. I was actually working with somebody the other day that that is their, their chosen uh, streaming platform. They like, I love this. So Yeah. There There's go. a lot on there. Like they're doing a lot more in audio and especially yeah. with storytelling. They had this thing called AMP, which was kind of like radio. Hmm. Um, I think they've shut that down now, which is unfortunate. Hmm. Yeah, um, but they used to have like some really cool integrations. I did mm-hmm. something with an artist a year ago on Amazon where you could do these little storytelling vignettes about the song. Oh, cool. So like you could dive yeah. into the song a little bit further 
And like Sarah, Bar- I saw Sarah Burrells had done it with her hmm. like release. Yeah, you can be like, I wrote this song in 1994, and it was on the pier. And you know, you can do this yeah. little. It's your own voice. It's the audio oh, from that's the artist. Really cool. You upload yeah. it yourself. It's great. That's um, really cool. Storytellers. But like, it's also hard. What I found with this artist is that a lot of people that use Amazon Music use it for their kids. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So there's a lot of kids stuff. Nice. Which is which is cool. Like, you know, maybe if that's what your music is, you should maybe go in on this. Yeah. Uh, because uh, well, there's that's a lot of good integration with it. Our friend and commenter on the six hours of eventually getting the music business, Bradley Weaver. Um, Bradley he's Weaver. Got, he's, got a, he's got a few kids records out that are really great, and you should check those out. But that's good to know that um, Amazon Music is a good platform for that. Because um, we've talked about like how Spotify and Apple Music tend to skew pop and EDM and hip hop. So it's good to know yeah. there's a platform out there that's, uh, you know, actually catering to the kids. Well, and I think it's one of those things where it's ease of use, you know. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you're in a household yeah. and, you know, mom can say, you know, she can teach the kid or, or the dad, whatever, like, they yeah. can teach the kid, hey, just ask Alexa to play Bluey's greatest hits or whatever. Yeah. And by the way, what you should do is ask Alexa to play The Jiggle Worm. By Michael St. James, and you'll find my children's album. But Hell no, yeah. you can find you know it. it just, Hold on, so can I find that record that like means, right now? The Jiggle Worms out there? Yeah, fuck yeah, I think so. I'm looking for it. Giggle tends <gasps> to jiggle worm. That's back when there was jiggle, jiggle, wiggle. Physical. Music oh, from jiggle, the Jiggle wiggle Worm, Giggle song. That was the lead single, buddy. Hell, okay. Oh well, my God! I love to jiggle, wiggle, jump up and down a little. Can we talk about how jiggle. great your photo is on your Apple Music page? I mean, look at this guy. Why would you not oh want to fuck with that? That is from the State Fair oh. that I played with Trinidad with Polly. Oh, that by the is way, speaking of doing like working out before a show, that's just before I almost passed out. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> it like, was so fucking hot. It was like 105 oh, yeah. degrees yeah. in Pueblo. <laughs> yeah. I did a show with uh, I think it was was it Clint Black. I did the show. No, it was uh, Trace Tracy Lawrence was who I did the show with. In I don't remember where it was. It was a, kind of a Southern Colorado town as well. And I overheated so bad I had to go sit in my car and turn the air conditioning on and just sit there and not melt. It yeah. was so fucking hot. Those shows are insanely hot. Yeah, outside. and we were just before the headliners. Yeah, like an or we were like right at sundown. Yeah, <clears throat> and then there was like uh, that drumming group from Vegas was like one of the things, and then Stomp and they got Blue fireworks. <laughs> oh, they wow. got fireworks, and I'm like I'm sitting in the backstage, and they had like an air conditioning back there. Thank God, mm-hmm. yeah. so I'm back there, and I was like, and I started hearing pop off and stuff, and I was like, oh my God, <laughs> they got fireworks! So I came yeah. outside. <laughs> nice, excellent. But yeah, uh, yeah, so well, that's so anyway. Re, uh, reproduction rights. <laughs> rights yeah. I, uh, thanks for all of that. I didn't. I didn't know the 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 lingo, the terminology. I did know the the separation of what gets paid where. Um, but, uh, I, I, appreciate the lingo and the terminology and I will, I, the thing that's cool about this is that I now now get to send this to my friend and say, Hey, your question got on the air. Here's a free t-shirt. Speaking of which, <laughs> do, we have, we have merch on our site. Uh, I had a friend yeah. reach out and said, I want mugs. And it's like, we got fucking mugs, baby. Come on now. You do know, we have mugs. We do. We have mugs. Oh yeah. I need to we, get a mug. <laughs> we, I need someone asked me about the bitchy kitty world tour. <sighs> And uh, I asked if those are still available. I was like, I said I would check with Kelsey. I'm not sure who's running that. No, right now, so. <laughs> we we've we have a you know an we're, AI running it. We've grown it. so big, we're so big. It's really so hard big. to tell like, what we have and what we don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Our warehouse is um, almost empty. Almost empty. Well, sold out from last season. Certainly. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Let's get to sink of the week. Sink, sink of the week. Um, yeah, I will, uh, I'll go first. Yeah. I watched a big fucking action movie on Netflix. Which one? Uh, called Lift. Ooh. It's a Kevin Hart joint. Oh, oh, is that the heist in the sky one? It is. Nice. And I was interested to see how well Kevin Hart can pull this off because this yeah. isn't Kevin Hart playing like sort of an erratic, yeah, stupid guy. That's this is in Central Intelligence, in Kevin Hart. Yeah, yeah, that I've seen that movie a few times with him. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah, this one I wanted to see whether or not he could pull off like sort of. He, this he's a leading man in this. He's yeah, this, 
uh, a thief runs a thief crew. He's the head of a thief crew. There's Fantastic. Interpol. It's Europe. Holy yeah. shit, it's all the things I like. Yeah. Um, and, uh, <laughs> you know, first class planes. It's some banging. It starts in Venice. We go to Ooh. London. We're in Brussels. I mean, yeah. it's right up my alley. Yeah, totally. Um, and so I watched it. And I got to say, I was really impressed with Kevin Hart in it. Fuck yeah. He does I love some it. he does some stunts that are completely believable. Mm-hmm. He is playing sort of a a suave leading man role, falling in love with the Interpol, you know, chick and and it's it was fun. It was good. I mean it's you know, it's it's a heist movie and so it's kind yeah. of if you know heist movies you have to suspend a little bit of disbelief. Oh yeah, of course. Um yeah. but it is it's um which what what would I say? It is very slick, mm. very highly high produced, yeah, and really fun, uh, really good. I would call it a two joint movie. Um, it's really fun, really <laughs> fun joints. to watch. Um, and so, but I wanted to isolate two songs from it. So my yeah. sync of the week is Seven 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 by Silk Sonic. Hell yeah, great choice. Which, by the way, if you get a chance, if you're listening to this and you haven't heard. An evening with Silk, Silk Sonic. Yeah, go search that and listen to it now. You'll be like, "Oh, that one song." Yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm. No, listen mm-hmm. to the whole album. It holds up. I think this will hold up for twenty years. Really, like the whole fucking album is still. Wow. You forget how good it is because it happened two years ago on the heels of COVID, yeah. and we were all a little dazed. Um, yeah. You know, and they didn't get their flowers because they took themselves out of the Grammys. Yeah. Um, and but honestly, it is a it is a beast of production. Yeah. And seven 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 is a great song, a great song to put on your playlist when you go to Vegas. By the way, fantastic. Um, so, just so you know, the other song I wanted to just isolate here is "Busy Earning" by Jungle. If you oh. have been in music sync for any amount of time, you know this song, "Busy Earning" by Jungle. This is what we call sync bait. Hmm. When I say sync bait. Go listen to that song and reproduce it 500 ways. If you want to learn how to get into sync, <laughs> that song has been synced so many goddamn times, and yeah. it's earned it every time. It wow. fits against film in in tons of situations so yeah. well. The feel, the vibe, the sound, the choices of the music. Just go find that song, and you will know. You'll be like, God, I've heard this. Yeah. it's That is such sync bait. Anyway. Fantastic. Guess who the music supervisor is to lift? Gabe Hilfer. Hell yeah. Come on down. Show uh, me Gabe Hilfer. Ding, can, we, ding, ding, ding. can we do a guest like thing with, like, let's see if we can get, get him down to talk to people about this stuff because he is yeah, fucking crushing Yeah, because he's it. not busy at all. He's not he's busy. He's on every fucking thing we're watching. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> the there's going to be. The is that you know enough about Sync now to know that he did all this two years ago. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he did this two years ago, and, or a year and a half ago. He's probably he's probably taking a nap this month. Um, well, at least a he's nap. taking a, yeah. yeah, yeah, one nap. He's it's skiing in Switzerland or in yeah. Cannes or something. Yeah, shh, shh. that's the sound of uh, uh, skiing. Um, that was that was that was my interpretation. Yeah, I'd love to join you guys on Zoom. Shh. No, no, I I want to fucking go find a hall in in uh, in New Zealand and. Uh, like they just fly they fourteen hours. We'll fucking make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. But let's do it. Let's do it from a hobbit hole. <laughs> I have people in Christchurch. Oh, we're gonna have a great time. Um <laughs> fuck yeah. Anyway, um mine is from Okay, so of late the Marvel films have been a little too weighty for my jovial and uh uh light moods. And I've just been kind of like, you know, like, I watched Echo, I've watched What If, I've watched them all. But I can't do it, like, I can't watch it, you know, because it's just, it's too fucking heavy. I have to watch yeah. it during the day, and I'm like, okay, that was fun. But it was, it, they're just, they're, so, they're, they're trying to DC it up, and I'm not here for it. I want my Marvel silly and fun. Yeah. I want Iron Man. Want here Iron comes Man. the Marvels, right? So I watched the Marvels. I've watched Ms. Marvel. I've watched WandaVision. I've watched... Captain Marvel. I really enjoyed all of them. They're just a little silly and whimsical. And this movie is fun as fuck. It's not high stakes. It, well, it is high, you know, as high stakes as you can get in a comic book movie. But it's really, really fun and silly, and everybody's enjoyable, and uh, it's cute. Um, their use of Barbara Streisand's memory from Cats 
is fucking amazing. It is so fucking funny how it's it's juxtaposed against uh, uh, some abject terror in some of the characters. Uh, it's in um, it's fucking really well done, and I very much enjoyed it. And the the choreography on screen they must have it's like the Jesus Christ Superstar for Zava in Ted Lasso. Like somebody storyboarded this to the song. And yeah. was like, we're song getting that fucking first, song. Probably, yeah. 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 Like a like a Tarantino kind of thing. But um Dave Jordan the soup on that. It is uh it's worth watching just for that scene and it's very, very fun. Don't carry really? your because I hate that song. Um I, that version of the song or that song in general? I hate uh, the both. Yeah. Maybe um, it's because it just triggers me. Like I was alive when that came out. <laughs> yeah. I was it was a little after uh my it was a little you were probably before, still it was a little before it. I really got into musicals and that kind of stuff. So I uh I missed that one. Yeah. Um and I loved uh, Barbara Streisand like Oh yeah. Like in back in the day, y'all still back love in Streisand. the day Barbara Streisand was hot, hot, hot. Yeah. Still Ooh. fucking badass. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, is like, great. at that point. Um, but yeah, it's like really, it's really fun how it's pulled together. Yeah. I really enjoyed that, but it's also, you know, don't, I remember going to see Transformers, uh, when it first came out, the Michael Bay debacle, um, and really fucking enjoying the shit out of it. It was too fucking long, but I'm walking out of the theater and there's a guy behind me and said, well, that wasn't true to life because Optimus Prime would never listen. Like, you know, it wasn't <laughs> realistic. And, and, uh, my buddy Jay, who was with me, he goes, you just watched a movie about, cars that turn into robots what part of reality were you looking for you know it's just like a bit so, of suspension of disbelief yeah do that go in fucking with your eyes open that it's gonna be fun and enjoy it and it's not going to it's not an academy award-winning thing but it's popcorn fun and you know sometimes that's okay they don't all have to be killers of the flower moon which is also fucking great oh i had that loaded last night ready to yeah. watch yeah i got a call that was ah. like an old friend of mine, and by old yeah. I mean eighty-five, fell down, <laughs> and some young girl was like, "He told me to text you because you know how to deal with his injuries." I'm like, "What the fuck?" I, I mean, I helped him clean up his head injuries before. It was a whole long thing, oh, and I was wow. like, "So after that, I was like, yeah, I think I'm gonna watch Lift." <laughs> yeah, that's going to be on my list for the next couple of days. Like, that sounds like fun because I keep looking at Flowers of the Killer Moon, and I'm like. Do I have three and a half hours? Do I have Scorsese in me? Scorsese does require I want some it. effort. I want, I want it. it too, yeah. Of I want it, but yeah. That's hilarious. So uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber, by the way. Uh, Christopher Nunn, I think was the name of the, the lyricist. The, Trevor Nunn. The librettist. Trevor Nunn uh, was the lyricist to memories. When does somebody become a librettist versus a lyricist? What is the difference? Ooh. Well... I think you break up the lyrics in a libretto for a mm-hmm. stage production. Okay. So I think you have to have a stage direction. Oh, I all believe. Right. Well, that's something we're going to be both. looking into. Ah. I think I'm a librettist. Oh, fantastic. I think. I'm a librettist. Well, excellent. But yeah, um, I may be wrong about that. <laughs> but it's, it's lyrics aren't... So libretto isn't necessarily all... It's from the traditional idea of of lyrics. It's not necessarily sung lyrics. Ah. So uh-huh. I think, yeah. So, I mean, the text of an opera, the text of a musical theater yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, that that can be, yeah. Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. That's I was just curious because that, that word kept, because especially with regards to the fact that it's from a musical, I was curious if it was, you well, know. Well, it comes from opera. Yeah, I knew that. I just wasn't sure. That's why I was so like, like in but, musicals, it's still called a script. I think in opera, it's more libretto. But like, okay. yeah. Um, hmm. All right. But it can be spoken as well. I do know hmm. that. Okay. So, so Hamilton has a libretto or a lyrics? I'm just kidding. I'm both. just, being an, well, I'm just no, over no, here I being an asshole. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, God. How would you? How would you? I think that's a libretto because rap is still spoken yeah i mean there's still like, like if, you don't have, sung if parts, you don't but... have musical notes on it it wouldn't necessarily be i mean there's percussive notes mm. 
Ooh. Alexander somebody, Hamilton. Somebody <laughs> screaming at the at their at their uh, you know yes their, yes. Their, Please their email devising. us and tell us yeah. how wrong we are. Yeah. Go on we all of it. our social medias, especially because let's wrap this fucker up. Come on, I was, I was waiting Come for on, that. Join That's us over at Two Shots Music Pod anywhere you follow people and give us shit about librettos, librettists, lyricists, lyrics. Please. Hamilton. Would you please? We all think that Hamilton isn't a musical. Fucking fight me. <laughs> oh, I I, th- I think it's a fucking I'm just musical. Kidding. It's absolutely absolutely a musical. <laughs> I was like, you I'm can like also ducking and covering us. Two shots music pod at gmail.com. You can throw uh, bottles and shoes and cans at us if you would like to come through the 80218. <laughs> uh, shoes, preferably Louboutin boots for me. That would be great. I'd duck you like George Bush Jr. <laughs> Fantastic! Ooh, that's an old. That's an old one, isn't it? Uh, There's some people that were born when that thing happened. Uh, yeah, I was one of them. No, that's not yeah, true. I know. Anyway, all right. Yeah, make sure you check out us on all the socials and things like that, and do email some questions if you want us to answer please, a serious questions. We will absolutely probably not answer it seriously. No, we will. We always do. We respect you. By the way. Thank you so much to all the brand new YouTube subscribers. Uh, if you're still hanging out and you're listening to this right now, it's great to see you over there on YouTube. We really yeah. appreciate it. Um, same thing with the Apple Podcast people. That's where we're getting most growth. Spotify still hates us. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. But anyway, uh, it's maybe because we tell you how to beat Spotify's little system. But we Ooh. hope that you write a great song this week. And we hope that you take care of yourself. At least Stu does. I hope. That I you do. Go I really want you to take care of yourself. Bad choices. I hope you have things to write about. Get a yeah. fucking divorce. Get arrested. Whatever. I got two of those. I want you to have a better story for write a song. So that's me. Uh, yes, I agree with that. But I don't think it's necessarily <laughs> d- necessary to suffer. Just recognize all things are leading you to your perfect life. And all things are temporary. This too shall pass. Until we talk to you next time, we love you all, and we will talk to you soon. Goodbye. Love you. Bye. Yeah. <laughs>